Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all the worldwide podcast platforms. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who inspire and inform us so we're all set for our next adventure. So this year marks a milestone for Speaking of Travel, 10 years. And more good news, while people are totally wired to their visuals, the podcast industry just continues to grow year after year. I mean, think about the convenience it offers. Now that we're all multitasking all the time, podcasts really allow us to get the info and entertainment while we go on with our daily lives. Over the years, Speaking of Travel has found a like-minded community out there, and there's so much good, juicy work being done around storytelling, travel, and learning. My guest today, and fellow lover of all things travel, is Adam Stoker, President and CEO of Relic, host of the Destination Marketing Podcast, and founder of the Destination Marketing Podcast Network. And Adam, it's like we've known each other forever, just by virtue of our same identifiers. Welcome to Speaking of Travel. Marilyn, thank you so much for having me. And first of all, congrats on 10 years. That is a an incredible milestone that you've hit. And uh, I just admire your ability to, to put on this show and to be able to continue to 
come up with great content that, that continues to get published. And I, I know how hard it is to do this because I do it too. So I, I really admire what you've done with your show. Well, thank you. And I guess it's a mutual admiration kind of thing because I admire what you are doing as well. You know, my background is in destination marketing. I worked with a lot of uh, rural counties out here in Western North Carolina back in the day when there wasn't a lot of ways to get their stories out. And now doing what you're doing really gives all these destinations that opportunity. So let's talk a little bit about what you are doing, Adam, and how you are contributing to the travel and tourism industry. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I own an advertising agency called Relic. And we kind of found out about the tourism industry by bringing on our first tourism client in 2012. And it was like love at first sight. We we started working with a with the Cedar City Tourism Bureau here in in Utah, and and fell in love. And so at that point, we were like, we want to we want to be a part of this industry. It's a very important part of our business. And next thing you know, after several referrals, tourism's almost half of our business. And, and in 2016. I actually had the opportunity to purchase the the agency from the previous owner and my partners and I made the decision hey we're going to go all in on tourism. And as we did that we we learned that in our naivete there was much more competition than we originally anticipated as far as advertising agencies that wanted to work in tourism. So we wanted a place where we could kind of prove that we know what we're talking about, right? Some sort of credibility piece. And so uh we had the idea in 2019 of, well, let's start a podcast. We don't see a lot of podcasts in the tourism industry. And so I started a podcast called the Destination Marketing Podcast that was designed to provide really valuable educational information for marketers within the tourism industry. Uh, and I started that show in 2019 and it has snowballed in a way that I don't think I ever anticipated. Uh, the podcast is now our primary lead generation method. Uh, we have people from all over the country that want to hire us to, to help them with a variety of things, whether it's marketing uh, or a, a new product that I actually introduced to the industry. Uh, and, and I guess I, I probably ought to touch on that product that when I started my podcast, I had some destinations coming to me early on asking if I could help them start a podcast. And I was early in my audio journey, right? Like I had listened to some sports podcasts. I had listened to true crime, which I think anybody that listens to podcasts started with true crime. I call it the gateway drug to, to podcasting. But I didn't realize the level of education that you could get through audio as a format. And so at the time, I said, hey, we don't really do that. We're an ad agency. We don't we don't help people start podcasts. But after so many requests, it's like, okay, we, we better try this thing out. And uh, so we had five destinations that were ready to go starting podcasts in uh, 2020, in March of 2020, and COVID hit and just derailed everything. Uh, and the the thing that I, I really look back on that was a big break for us was that uh, my friend Rob Wells in Beaufort, South Carolina, uh, decided, hey, even though COVID hit, we made this commitment, we're going to see it through, we want to give it a try. 
And so they were really our guinea pig with the intercoastal podcast. Uh, and, you know, we made a bunch of mistakes early on and, and we tried different things. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. And now that is one of my favorite destination podcasts today because it really kind of paved the way for a, a, a huge change in the industry because my goal after becoming so passionate about audio as a format and understanding the impact that it's had on my organization and so many other organizations, I want every destination to be able to take advantage of having a podcast. And the cool thing is if we can get every destination to embrace this idea of creating a podcast, travelers will have the ability to listen to a podcast in audio format on whatever destination they want to go to, which is such a, it's so much more of a convenient way to learn and prepare for your trip than to sit down for an hour and a half and try to navigate this website with hundreds of pages, trying to figure out how to plan your trip. And so that's, if you want to look at what I'm doing in a nutshell, I'm really trying to help this industry embrace audio and create a, a, a ton of content that allows visitors to learn and prepare for their travel experiences in the most convenient way and in their preferred method of learning at this point. Absolutely. There's no doubt that audio provides all of that and so much more. I'm very, you know, this, my show, speaking of travel, is actually a radio show. It's here in Western North Carolina and it goes out on the radio signal and then it's uploaded as a podcast. You know, back 10 years ago, it was just uploaded to what they called an app. And there weren't really, the lingo wasn't about podcasts. However, I, I feel very strongly, too, that being over the past couple of years, I've been able to see from a marketing point of view, and I'm sure you have as well, that the way that people want their information is through storytelling, like, why is somebody doing that? What's their story? Why should I care and want to be a part of that? That's marketing today. That's PR today. So you are definitely on to something, Adam. And when we come back, I'd like to dive just a little bit deeper and talk about some of these destinations and how you are helping them. Give us an idea of how we can get more information from you. Sounds great. Yeah. So the best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. If you search Adam Stoker on LinkedIn, I'm very active there. I post links to my show on LinkedIn. Uh, but if you want to learn about my organization, you can go to relicagency.com and then you can also go to destinationmarketingpodcast.com. That sounds perfect. We'll be looking at that while we take a break. We'll be right back with Adam Stoker. He's president and CEO of Relic. He's the host of Destination Marketing Podcast and the founder of Destination Marketing Podcast Network. So it sounds like you've come to a good destination. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Traveling to new places is good for everybody, but sometimes travel can be challenging. The good news is there are products available that can put your traveling concerns at ease. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Green is good. 
Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals, don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Adam Stoker. Adam, I'm going to let you kind of reintroduce yourself because you're, you've got, you've got a, a number of different hats on. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing and, and focus on, like, what's the big nut that you do here with destinations and travel? Yeah, so my primary goal is to help destinations attract more of the right visitors to their destination. And I have an advertising agency that I use to help destinations do that. So that's my my primary role, right? And in that effort, I created the podcast called the Destination Marketing Podcast to help educate destinations on how to do that more effectively and bring on some of the brilliant people in the industry that are already doing a great job. From there, uh, I started helping tourism destinations create podcasts for themselves and use audio as a format for, as you mentioned before the break, storytelling, uh, and that they can do that much more efficiently in an audio format. Um, and, And so that's when I founded the Destination Marketing Podcast Network. It's a network of destination podcasts. Uh, where we're really trying to help the tourism industry embrace audio as a format and disseminate their story through the preferred method of consumption for uh, for visitors, which is audio and and doing that in podcast form. So yeah, I, I I've got a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things going on, uh, but I would say primarily it's using our advertising agency to help destinations get more visitors. And then there's several other components of that that I've added to make that a a better process. It's so needed too. the educational component is so important in any industry, but certainly, certainly more than ever in the travel and tourism industry today, especially coming out of a pandemic and having, you know, all this interruption and then being able to come back and authentically, honestly, rawly even tell their stories of resilience and how their team came together. I bet you've been able to hear a lot of that on these destination podcasts, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, especially uh, during COVID uh, and, you know, we all kind of hate going back to COVID now when, when we're talking, but COVID was an interesting time because it was a time when people needed to communicate better than they ever have before because so much was changing so fast. Uh, and and some of the early destinations that we had on, like Beaufort that I mentioned before, were able to use their podcast to communicate some of that important information to their stakeholders as well. Uh, and so you're right. I mean, it, it, it's so important to be able to, to use whatever format you can to communicate and get the message out regardless of what the message is. And also to be realistic in 
recognizing that, you know, there is kind of a law of attraction. People are going to resonate with the message and the story and the feel good that's coming out of that, you know, and, and almost creating their own little loyalty. Like, I love this podcast. I love this guy or woman who's doing it. So, Adam, tell me a little bit about how somebody could come on board with you and be able to create, you know, maybe a, a podcast of their own. Well, because because we've become so passionate about audio as a format, we've built out a full production team. So I've got a team of producers and we've really taken some of the challenges of starting a podcast, you know, knowing what equipment to buy, trusting in your ability to kind of build an outline for an effective episode, or even will I be a good host, right? Do I have the personality for it? Uh, our team has created a turnkey process that helps anybody that wants to start a podcast understand how to do it effectively. And my team does the heavy lifting. So if you don't know audio editing, that's okay, right? We, we can help with that. And so if if anybody is interested in starting a podcast and doesn't want to do the heavy lifting, uh, definitely reach out to my team. Uh, my Like I said, LinkedIn's a great place to find me. But if you go to relicagency.com, you can find links to all the different parts of our organization that you need to find. Well, Adam, when people are listening to these podcasts, are they able to create perhaps an itinerary in their head of, you know, maybe places where they want to go and uh, maybe have never been and it helps them to find ways that they can visit there? Well, and that's the goal, right? You talked about before the break storytelling and how important storytelling is. And you think about the written content that's on websites or, you know, if it's a blog post or whatever, it doesn't tell the full story. It tells just a small part of the story. So part of my goal with this is is to create this repository for every destination of audio chapters of their entire story. And my hope is that visitors will then listen to all of these different parts of the story and decide which parts of that story they want to experience for themselves in person. And, and I think that's the power of, of using a, a medium that, that has the ability to tell a story in a way that you just can't do on paper. Yeah, absolutely. I actually teach marketing classes sometimes to people who are in uh, the travel and tourism industry, in really any industry. I try to explain to them that, you know, the times are changing around the way that people get information. It's not that hard to see that that is a reality. And like you said, and like the numbers are not lying here, podcasting is really becoming more and more and more popular all the time. And that seriously, the way people communicate is through storytelling. Like that is marketing today. And and you're right on with doing what you're doing and being able to do it in a way that really helps these destinations. Yeah. Well, thanks, Marilyn. I, I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's interesting because if you think about the way people want to learn. Audio gives you the ability to consume content passively. I can be driving in the car, I can be doing laundry, I can be in the shower or whatever, right? And so if you create content in an audio format, people are searching that out. There's only about 10,000 or so destination marketing professionals in the United States. And I'm going to hit 80,000 listens on my podcast in the next couple of weeks. And, and the only reason I share that is to show the power of if you provide valuable content on a topic that people are interested in, they will find it and they will consume it. 
Well, Adam, tell us again how we can get more information and and find out more about what you and Relic does and be able to go to this network and listen to these podcasts. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, of course, LinkedIn is is one of my favorite places to connect with people, especially professionally. So if you search Adam Stoker, and that's S-T-O-K-E-R on LinkedIn, uh, you can definitely connect with me there and see a lot of my content. Uh, and then, of course, relicagency.com is my advertising agency's website. Uh, the destination, excuse me, destinationmarketingpodcast.com. And then the DMPN, which is the Destination Marketing Podcast Network, the DMPN.com is where you can see a lot of the podcasts that we manage for destinations. Well, Adam, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. It's really great to get to know you and feel that you're a colleague and that we're kind of on this same page as far as getting these messages out to to allow people to see how travel really is transformational and and so important in our world today. Well, Marilyn, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been really fun to chat with you and congrats again on 10 years. That is no small feat and I'm really proud to to be a part of it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for being here on Speaking of Travel. Okay, so here's something. Did you know that there are over 1,500 board games developed every year? You know, playing board games is really a thing. And coming up next is Kevin Frazier. He's one of the co-owners of Well-Played Board Game Cafe down in the South Slope here in Asheville. And he's going to share why playing games just leaves you really happy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So here's something you might not know. When I was a kid, I played Monopoly with my cousins for hours on end. In fact, I was the queen of Scrabble, and I can tell you I could always find my way around a backgammon board. I love games. And, you know, games give us this power to transform ourselves, and you can really distress from the demands of your everyday lives. I recently read an article that said playing board games actually triggers this release of endorphins, like the body's natural feel-good chemicals. They actually call them happy hormones, and they have the power to improve your conscious and unconscious mind functions, leaving you feeling cheerful and compassionate and ultimately content. Well, that all sounds pretty good to me. My guest today is Asheville native Kevin Frazier. He's an active leader in our community and also one of the co-founders of 
well-played board game cafe down in the south slope of Asheville, and he's the founder of Asheville by Foot, a local walking tour business right here in Asheville. And Kevin, I mean, you're talking kind of dirty to me with all this board game walking tours. You must have a living the dream over there, buddy. We're having a great time. I, I got to tell you, we want nothing but but good fun hormones. That's great to hear. That's what we're all about at Well Played is about fun. We really want folks to be able to have a place to come, put down their electronica, all their screens, be face to face with each other and just have a good time. You know, we think about kids having fun, but grown-ups need to be have fun as well. I mean, we're a super family-friendly place, but we get tons of grown-ups that just come singly as couples, as friends uh, to have a, have a good time. Well, it all sounds really great to me because I know when I get engaged in playing a board game and I've got little kids around me now, so we're playing like shoots and ladders and Candyland and just it takes me back to this place that just triggers all happy memories. So tell me a little bit about the location, Kevin, because this south slope of Asheville is really booming and growing. Give us a little backstory on how you all ended up down there. Sure. So we're now at uh, 162 Cox Avenue on the south slope. And Cox Avenue was created in the 1920s. You know, as a historian, I got to tell a little bit of that story, Marilyn. When uh, Battery Hill was taken down, uh, today, where the Grove Arcade in Asheville and the Battery Park Hotel are today, all that dirt filled a ravine in the southwest corner of town and created Cox Avenue, where all the original car dealerships were. And in fact, Well Played is in the 1920s era Art Deco, a Chrysler dealership. And uh, so originally there, we call South Slope today, up until that point, even in the early 20th century was farmland, then it becomes light warehousing and like I said, these car dealerships. And that, that stayed much the way through the mid 20th century until, uh, and, and, until frankly things had changed downtown, a lot of folks left. But in the past 10 years, South Slope, because it was a collection of big buildings for car, old car dealerships, became quite popular among breweries. And so Asheville's nationally noted craft brewery scene, one of its epicenters in the community is on South Slope. We came to South Slope uh, by way of uh, the pandemic. Uh, we were originally up on Wall Street and had a great location there. And unfortunately, uh, the pandemic caused us to close down at that location. But in the summer of uh, 21, things came together for us to be able to uh, rebuild rebuild well played and we opened in may of 2022 and the community has warmly received us welcomed us back uh, visitors from all over the country that come to Asheville have been finding us you know board games are still very popular uh, they have been growing in popularity for the past 25 years there was an article just recently in the washington post about the power of board games and how as an industry it just continues to grow. In the United States, every year more than 1,500 new board games are released. Now we don't get all of those board games at Well Played, but we do keep a large collection of more than 750 that we are continually working, adding to, taking out. And we do have classics. Monopoly is still very 
very popular in Maryland, but also some of what are typically referred to as the more modern board game, uh, Catan, uh, Ticket to Ride, Pandemic. Uh, those uh, games uh, still are very popular. Uh, board games in America changed very dramatically about 20 years ago with the introduction of what was then called the Settlers of Catan, now just called Catan. And that was a, a very, uh, very significant change from uh, these sort of cutthroat board games like uh, Monopoly to games where you have to be cooperative with each other. And you typically play the entire game versus uh, being sloughed off along the competition as the as the game progresses. And so today we still see, as I said, you know, 1,500 new board games a year. And we we love to play games down at Well Played. Well, it sounds to me, too, that people love to eat and that you've got quite a menu going on. I was looking at the menu online the other day and I was like, wow, I can just see myself eating this and playing a game like Parcheesi or something. It, that, I'm sure, is attracting a lot of people, just having a great menu and great brews and, you know, a lot of local stuff. Absolutely. We want to keep folks well sated. Sort of like when you went over to your best friend's house when you were a kid and food and drink magically appeared. We don't have, we, your mom's not there necessarily to, to help out, but we, we do have a, a really great uh, beer selection, wine selection, and craft cocktail selection. In fact, m- many of our beers aren't available at any place other than the breweries. We've got some great relationships with some of our Asheville breweries. And then we've got a, a really lovely menu of snacks and small plates and sandwiches and desserts. So there's plenty of things to keep folks well sated while they're there. In fact, we're really excited. We're uh, expanding our vegan and vegetarian offerings. But then also one of our, one of our absolute top sellers, hands down, is the, the Mac, which is a macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, that that's been a, one of our signatures uh, since we opened years ago, uh, and it's still very popular. But we have a wide variety of food and drink to keep uh, to keep people uh, playing and, and having a, a good time and uh, and their bellies full. Kevin, I am so looking forward to hanging out down there. I'm just afraid that once I get there and start eating that mac and cheese sandwich and playing my favorite games, I might never leave. So you might have to start a like a little hotel there, too, and have just a collective going on down there in the South Slope. <laughs> so, Kevin, how can we get more information? How can people go on and look at that yummy, scrumptious menu and see all the games that you've got going on? Sure. We're easy to find on the web at wellplayedashville.com. And then we're on all the major social media platforms. Um, Just look up Well Played Asheville and you'll find our links for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and Discord. So we we keep up on all the major platforms. And we host events all the time at at Well Played, including release of new games and learning plays. There's a game you've really been wanting to learn that you want some other learners with you. So you always keep an eye on all that and sign up for our newsletter as well. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel and telling us all about this because it is, as always, fabulous. What you do here in Asheville, I just, you know, I want to give you a big shout out your walking tours and now this and the work that you've done for with the university and writing your book and doing the history 
I just feel like we need to come back here on Speaking of Travel and talk more and get a little bit deeper in all the things there are to see and do right here in town. Thanks for having me on, Marilyn. It's, it's a pleasure. I appreciate the work that you're doing to keep folks excited about travel. And games. Well, thank you, Kevin. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey at the Asheville Regional Airport, and she's going to share a little bit about how airports prepare and keep us safe during these winter months ahead. And she offers up some tips to make sure your flying experience is always awesome. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Did you know winter is a pretty popular time for people to be traveling by air? Even after the holiday season is over, there's still people wanting to get out of town. Maybe go someplace warm, or maybe go someplace cold to ski, or just go visit family and friends in a fairly quiet time of the year. And granted, most people do tend to travel in the spring, in the summer, and the fall, but there's really a lot to be said and experienced about getting out during the winter months. Think fewer crowds and less hassle, maybe lower prices and better value. It's certainly a way to beat the winter blahs. So even though winter is here, that doesn't mean air travel has to come to an end. The good news is airports are prepared and know how to deal with winter weather. Joining me today is Tina Kinsey, Vice President of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to give us some info on how airport snow crews over there are doing everything they can to keep the airport up and running, always with your safety in mind. And Tina, thanks so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. It's always a great adventure. So Tina, you know, talking about the forecast of not only the weather, but the airport. How are things feeling over there right now? How is, uh, how is your staffing? How is everybody doing over there as we enter into the winter months? You know, um, everything is, is positive. Uh, we've got a great staff who are trained and ready. You know, we have, a, we call them the snow crew. And it's a big deal every year getting ready to make sure we keep the airfield open and operational all the time. 
you know, we don't want to let snow slow us down. So, you know, we're, we're really good at it. We're prepared and we still don't like to say that word, you know, that, that starts with an S, but, uh, if it does happen, we're ready. Well, that sounds great. And I'm sure that when people get inside the airport, too, during these winter months, they feel nice and warm and cozy because you've got so many things going on over there. Not only a great restaurant and wonderful people who work there with local merchandise, rocking chairs. Tell us a little bit about some of those fun things that are going on all the time over there at the airport now. Absolutely. So one fun thing that is Coming very soon, once a year, we use our art gallery to showcase student artwork. And so that student artwork showcase should open in just a few weeks. Um, And, you know, we often have artwork from the littlest artists all the way up to, um, you know, college students. And it's one of my favorite art shows for the year. So that's coming. Watch for that. And then our 20 plus uh, pause for passengers teams are heavy uh, at it in force in the terminal. And, you know, we've created a calendar that features our little pups, our ambassadogs, and we'll be posting that calendar on our website very soon. So people can download it if they want to. But it's just a fun way to highlight these special volunteers that we have at the airport. So that's a fun thing happening. And, you know, on the business side of things, we're getting ready to break ground on a brand new air traffic control tower. And that's, that's very exciting. The one, the tower that we have, if people are familiar with Asheville Regional Airport, the tower is part of the terminal. It's right in the center. And it was built and opened 62 years ago. So it's one of the oldest operational air traffic control towers in the country. And so it's time. We need we need to relocate the, the tower to a freestanding location to get ready to build a new terminal. And so we're about to break ground on that and, and we're very excited. Wow, there is a lot going on over there. It's wonderful. You, you know, I've been to uh, many airports and many small, medium, large airports. And I think what I love so much about the Asheville Regional Airport is that you really feel like you're part of something when you're there. It's not just a matter of you're there to get on a plane or to come back from a trip. It's like, you know, we all know we have to get to the airport a couple hours early now when we travel. So being able to go someplace where there's a lot of activity and a lot of fun things going on is really important. Do you keep those ideas just spinning in your head all the time? How do these things unfold? Well, we have a marketing and public relations team at the airport. And absolutely, we sit and talk creatively all the time. We're very passenger and employee focused. And so everything that we do, we want to make sure we're enhancing experiences, enhancing communication opportunities. I say this all the time. The people who work at Asheville Regional Airport are our friends and neighbors. We are, you know, all the way from people who work in administrative offices to the maintenance crew, the custodians, pilots, flight crews, rental car employees, restaurant employees, uh, parking operator employees, all these folks live right here in Western North Carolina. We, we're all part of this community. And so we have authentic 
intentions and ideas about what we want our region's airport to be. And so that, I think, I hope, translates. Oh, I would say it's definitely translating. And we can talk for hours about the economic impact as well. And not only the people who are working there, and then they're making a salary and going out and spending it in our community, but also all the hotels and the and the restaurants and the art galleries are all being affected by what's going on at the Asheville Regional Airport. Absolutely, and and we we know that, and so it's um you know it's a it's a wonderful driver for all of us to remember how the airport is an anchor organization in our region. And with that comes a lot of responsibility, but, you know, we've got an an amazing board and um, that just the team of people who work here really community focused. Well, Tina, how can people get to be part of that community? How can we get more information and get a newsletter or something coming to our mailbox that's giving us updates on what's going on? We make it very easy. You can just go to our website, flyavl.com, and there's a a little icon in the right-hand corner. It looks like an air traffic control tower. It's orange. Click on that, and it will take you to a place where you can sign up for our newsletter. We call it Window Seat, and we just send it once a month and include information that might be of interest. Well, now's the time to get signed up for that. You have a lot going on, a lot going on this year in 2023 and moving forward into the future. So we all want to be connected. Dina, thank you so much for being here again on Speaking of Travel. And I'll look forward to catching up with you again soon and getting all the deets on what's happening over there. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Marilyn. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Adam and Kevin for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, I have to say, I've gotten into a nice routine when I travel these days and always include on my packing list patience and flexibility. Patience is a valuable virtue when traveling these days, and so is planning ahead. Trust me, it will pay off. But make your plans with the expectation that any of them could change. Nothing is ever set in stone. And whatever happens, well, that's what happens. Having a flexible mindset and being patient is more crucial now than it ever was. Seriously, going with the flow can make or break your travel experience. Practice being flexible and patient every day. Just every day, you're going to discover flexibility and patience in travel can truly make for an amazing trip. Begin making your new memories and have a fun time. Just be patient and flexible. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.